Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 87 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast brought to you by PJS and Co. CPAs. We are so excited to be back with you this year. And today we're discussing the importance of processes and process documentation. So to help me tackle this topic, I have Jamie Staley with me here today. Jamie Staley is partner at PJS and Co. CPAs, CPA and VCFO. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Megan. Great topic, and I look forward to diving in with you. I'm all right. My dog just got up and walked in here, so I'm just like, of course. (laughs) She's like, I'm very interested in learning about processes today. Of course. Does she have her squeaky toy with her, too? Not yet, but she'll get it. (laughs) Yeah, Willow. Special Um, guest, Willow. She, like, heard your voice. She's like, oh. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) it's the excited podcast voice yeah she's like oh there's something exciting going on and she hopefully she will lay down good girl i am looking forward to diving into this important topic with you today yeah and we're talking about this partly because it's very important for business obviously but another part of that is we have really been focused on processes and documentation in our own firm and our clients for the past, what, over a year now? Um, and yep. we're still working on it. <laughs> and I think we're no, probably always more to document. To be, right. <laughs> so we want to share this with you because, and we're going to reference some tools that we've referenced in the past, but we, we see the value in this and we want to share this with you because it is something that you need to start making a priority if you haven't tended to this yet in your own business. So as you know, with our podcast, we always like to start with the why. Why should you be listening to this? What's important? What do you need to know? So Jamie, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, the main reasons why processes are so crucial? Yeah, I want to start with a quote. Organize around business functions, not people. Build systems within each business function. Let systems run the business and people run the systems. People come and go, but systems remain constant. So that's from Michael Gerber, the E-Myth Revisited book. Um, I think we've mentioned it in previous podcasts as well. Um, Mm -hmm. has a lot of great information, really focuses on those processes. And so here he's reminding us that, you know, we can't control turnover in a company necessarily. We don't know when somebody's going to get that next great opportunity, which, you know, may be great for them and they need to move on. Or even just out of that current role in a different role within your company, but it starts to become problematic if you can't easily transition that position to another person who can jump in and take over. And some people get so, you know, so comfortable with what they're doing. They feel like, oh, I don't really need to explain this to anyone or I don't need anyone to do it. I'll go on vacation for a few days and I'll come back and I'll just jump in and take care of it. And so we really want to stress the importance of cross-training creating those processes and the documentation to go along with it so that somebody else can jump in and help out with a certain process, or at least has working knowledge on how to do that. 
So I think we just need to be mindful that, you know, the system is what's going to maintain over time and people may come and go. You want to create a system that's as simple as possible, that gets the job done of what you're trying to do, that somebody could grab that document and say, hey, I need to go help this person today. And I don't really know what to do, but I have this document. This document's going to walk me through it. I'm going to be able to get the job done. So I think, you know, one of the reasons you just want to have that for consistency and stability of your company, because if you don't have that, you know, now it's like chaos, right? Somebody's going to leave from potentially your payroll group or who processes payroll. And now you're in a mad rush, like payrolls, not something you can just put on the side and wait a month about, you know, it's got to be done and it's got to be run right. And it's got to be done now. Mm -hmm. How do you handle that if you didn't either cross train create processes, you know, are you the owner going to run payroll? You know, sometimes that's what happens, right? Because we right. don't have these plans and, and, and processes in place. So I think it's really important, you know, overall for your firm to just have some of this to fall back on. And maybe at first it's not super detailed, but even some guidelines about what are those steps we're taking to get this specific process done can really help somebody be like, okay, I can at least get started. I know where to begin. Right. So that's where you want to start. You want the stability for your company. Yeah. And you mentioned stability and consistency, mm-hmm. not only for your team, but from a marketing perspective and client experience, it's also helping carry forward that client experience in a consistent manner so that client facing, they're not seeing maybe the chaos or turnover that's happening internally in your own company. If your processes are really dialed in and documented the way that they should be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really important, too, as, you know, as you want to scale your firm, too. There are certain things that may work when you're small, and you can have a very simple system or, you know, very generous processes or system that you handle, but you really have to start thinking in terms of long term. Like, can we do this if our company's not just five people, if it's 10 people, if it's 20 people, if it's 50 people? You want to create processes that can sustain all of that growth and can scale with you. Otherwise, you're having to recreate the wheel every time that doesn't work anymore for that size of a firm or or company. So Mm -hmm. it's really important to keep that in mind when you're setting up those processes. If this payroll process works potentially while there's three people and the owner can run payroll, that's great. But what happens when you're 20 people? Is that still going to work? Like, who are you going to have do that? Or at least create a process so that at some point when you grow, you can say, here's my process. Now you're going to take over that process, mm-hmm. this, you know, a new role, and I'm going to oversee that. So again, we need to be thinking long-term in terms of how we can make this last. Yeah, that's a great point. And you spoke about longevity, and that's one of the things that is is really important. I mean, obviously, in the growth of your company and scaling it, and you tend to rely on some key players within your company as your company grows, you know, when you're smaller, there tend to be those couple of people that have been there from the beginning that you rely pretty heavily on. And if you don't have those documented processes, what happens? Yeah, it kind of all falls apart, right? Which obviously you really want to trust and believe in your people and, and rely on those people in some regards, but you have to be prepared you know, if they're the key person and they leave, then that's going to fall on the owner, right? The owner's going to have to do all of those things. And if you're not even sure what that person's doing to keep it all together for you, which is sometimes the case, then 
you know, you can really, you know, losing that one person can kind of ruin you for several months as you try to figure out how to like, you know, create a stopgap for that. So you really don't want to be able, you don't want to have to rely on that one person, again, long term, you want to have those people in your company, but you want to have that system behind them. So that if they decide to move on, you can plug a new person in, or you can understand what they're doing to benefit your company and the things that you need to be doing so that you can continue on the path of success that you have been. Yeah. And we've already mentioned one of the tools that we've brought up in prior episodes, which is the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. It's a great book. He talks a lot about processes in that book as well. So I would definitely recommend that one if you are interested in um, how you could incorporate that in your business. And he gives some great examples of businesses that have well-oiled machines. And another tool that we've referenced uh, from time to time and actually had a guest on from as well is uh, Traction. And it's a fantastic tool. We've recommended it multiple times. We've done run a giveaway, um, or big fans. So Jamie, can you talk to us about, about processes within traction and how they reference how this should look? Sure. Yeah. I mean, they really talk about, I mean, I think there's a whole section about the importance of processes and document them for each of the different categories that you have within your company, but you know, HR marketing, sales, operations, accounting, and customer retention. These are all things that are going on within your company and they need the right set of processes so that you can be successful in each of those. So, you know, we're not going to dive into every single process you need, but for example, in the HR group, you know, in the HR department, what kind of processes might you need? You need, you know, beginning to end, you're bringing somebody in, you're bringing them in as far as recruiting them. What does that process look like? How do you get postings out there? How do you collect resumes? How do you, who is reviewing them? What's the next step after you've chosen a resume? All the way to onboarding that person, right? Hey, we want to bring them on. What is that process? So there is so many processes along the way. And I'm sure you've had a lot of learnings as to some things that might work and some things that aren't working. So you want to document what's working and that gives you the ability to go back and revisit that. Hey, this is working, but we want to tweak our process so that, you know, you know, we can streamline it, streamline it even more. So having that documentation is really important. Megan, I know marketing as well is a really important area that documenting processes can really help. Yeah. And again, as you bring on more members of your team, it really helps give them a guideline of how they should follow those things. So like within marketing, you're looking at how are you attracting the right people to your company? That could be for your team. That could be for your clients. That could be, you know, in a multitude of ways. But one example is like social media. How are you curating the topics that you're going to cover for social media? You should have a brand voice that you're following. How does somebody come onto your team and understand what that brand voice should sound like? You know, are you a friendly company? Are you um, a funny company? There's, there's so many different ways that you can kind of frame your voice around and how you speak and the types of things that you're posting to social media. And then what's your process for curating that those things for the month? Do you have an approval process? Does someone draft those things and then you have an approval through a manager or, you know, there's so many different ways that you can set those processes up within marketing. Maybe you do events. You should have a process for what should be done 
six months before the event? What should be done one month before the event? When you get to the event, how should the table look? You know, even include pictures for, for some of these things. It depends on the processes within your business, but those are really helpful within the marketing world because there are a lot of tactile and physical visual things that we're dealing with in the marketing world. So having pictures that we understand, okay, this is the look that we're going for. This is the branding that we're going for. We want a clean aesthetic. Things like that are really important to communicate with somebody on the marketing team because you may think that it's just common knowledge because you've been at the the company for 10 years and you just understand it. But that's knowledge that you've gained or maybe built even with the company as you've built the brand. So you understand it and you have to really take some time to reflect on what do those people that are coming in not know? Because it may not be as apparent, you know, you kind of have to step out of those shoes. And I'm sure you run into this a lot as a CFO, like you're in a CFO's brain (laughs) doing all of that thinking, like, of course you should be thinking about accounting processes, you know, but you kind of have to step back and think of it think about it from a new perspective. You know, what would someone coming in, in a new shoes need in order to get up and running? Um, so those are a couple examples on the marketing side of what you could do with processes and then sales, obviously after someone goes through the marketing process, they transition to sales at a certain point once they're qualified lead, right? So you need to have a sales process in place that takes someone through from awareness to a purchase, because that's ideally what you're trying to do. You're trying to take them down that customer funnel. If anybody's familiar with marketing, you know, they come down a funnel from awareness to interest to purchasing. So you really need to develop that process and kind of guide them through what they need to know, the questions that they're going to ask, really communicate throughout the whole process so that they're prepared for each meeting. Do you have a discovery call? Do you have a follow-up meeting? Do you have automation in your emails to help guide them along the process? There's so many different ways that you can set up your sales process, but you really need to make sure that it follows a timeline and you're looking at it from the client perspective as far as, am I getting all the information that I need in order to trust you and move forward with a purchase. Those would probably be the biggest high level things that I would talk about on the sales process side. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, again, when we're talking about these processes, it's essentially trying to make it streamlined, save people time, create less confusion. This is how it gets done. We don't have to have someone spend three hours figuring out how to do it. This Mm -hmm. is how we do it. And then you have this document that you can review and you are living through those processes. So you can be like, oh, this isn't working quite as well in this section. How can we make that different or better? I think, you know, on the accounting side too, there's so many different processes that have to happen. And it just, it just makes everything easier so that people have more understanding of when things are going to happen and when they should expect things. And you have that communication, right? Communication is super important in all aspects of our business. So you know, when you're paying a bill, like there's a lot of people touching that bill, right? So somebody's giving it to you and assuming it's getting paid, but they don't really know. But if we can kind of create that process, like that bill would be paid within a week for you. So you don't have to worry about it. 
You know, we're Mm going to then take it and take it through several steps of approval and payment and issue the payment. And you know who to go to if you need to follow up on that bill in a month because somebody said they didn't receive the bill. Like you just want to have the process so that everybody has an understanding of what's happening. So if they're part of that process, they know. Um, you know, there's so many processes within accounting. I don't want to dive into all of them, but payroll is another really important process within what you're doing. And it's really important, right? It has people who are potentially tracking time. It has, you know, owners who are waiting to get paid. Like you have a lot of people counting on relying on their paychecks being correct and on time. And what are your, what processes are you putting in place to make sure time is reviewed? It is accurate. It's getting processed on time through whatever system you may be using and that it gets issued properly. So all of these things are so important because you don't want to have, you know, it's kind of the opposite. If it doesn't go well, when you have a payroll problem, it's a big problem. You know, you don't pay your people or somebody doesn't get the right amount. That's a big issue that stops everything else, right? Like we got to get this resolved. And it could take time of the owner who now has to divert his attention. So these processes are also intended to just keep everybody and everything on track so that we can all do the bigger things we're trying to do sometimes, right? While payroll is super important, we don't want the owner's time sucked into processing payroll every two weeks, right? Because that owner has a lot of things they need to be doing. So who is responsible for those things and how are we going about getting it done? You know, the same thing with month-end closing. That's really important in the accounting world. What are those timings? What is the process? When are the owners expecting their financials so that they can review and have a meeting and know that the numbers are in good working order, um, and you got to, like you were saying, Megan, you kind of got to work it backwards. We try to be done by the 20th of the month if that's our target. Then how are, what are we doing up until that time to make sure it happens? What if we can't hit that deadline? Who are we communicating to? So you have these processes in place to know when you're starting to go outside your process <laughs> and things need to be communicated. Things might be going wrong and maybe you need to stop and be like, we should reevaluate this process. It's not working well. What changes can we make? So again, if you have that process documentation, you can refer back to it. You can discuss it. So I think there's a lot of areas on the accounting side that it really helps to have processes and documentation of those processes. Okay. And then when it comes to customer retention, uh, you know, for our own firm, we have surveys that we send out monthly to keep an eye on how are clients feeling about our services? Are there any concerns? And it just opens the door for them to speak up if something is is happening that we could improve upon. And, you know, we've talked about this in prior episodes, really taking that as an opportunity to improve. And I mean, basically with all of these, it it helps people stay on track, like you said, because as you you were talking about the accounting process, I was thinking about the sales process again too, it's easy to get off track because everybody kind of has a different idea of maybe how it should go if there's not a process in place. And there's the process gives you a timeline of this is when you have the call, this is when the proposal goes out, this is when, you know, there's steps that you follow. And like you said, you know the parameters. If it goes outside those parameters, who are we communicating to? Who needs to know? So that it just gives you your team a framework to work within rather than just kind of winging it and trying to make things work. And every time it happens, you're kind of doing it a different way and it takes extra brain power, right? When you're having to create those processes every single time, you're not able to focus on how could I help make this a better client experience? What could I do to go above and beyond? Because you're so worried about the how-tos and the actual 
getting it done, you know, whereas if you have a process to follow, you can spend that brain power on thinking about, hey, could I, you know, follow up an extra time? Hey, they mentioned this side project that they needed help with. Maybe I could offer the help with that. You know, it just, I think it gives your team more ability to do extra things for the clients too. And, you know, go above and beyond if needed. Yeah. So that go back to, I think we've talked about this in the past and I'm not sure if I'll call it the right thing, but like the decision fatigue, right? Like, Oh, totally. There's certain things that you can just decide or is done. And I think I've talked about this, at least with you guys, I don't know in any of the podcasts, just certain days of the week, I have a certain meal that we're having for dinner. It's just, I don't have to figure out what I got to have, where I have to go to get those food. You know, like Mm -hmm. I just, we're just doing this on Monday and my Monday is like set. Like I don't have to think about it, figure it out. Like it just helps keep it simpler. And it's just one less decision you have to make or figure out how to, how to push through. So I think to your point, like you said, like I don't have to figure out what I got to, what I'm going to make for dinner. I don't have to figure out what the next process in the accounting, you know, you know, getting month end closed done. I know the timing. I know when it's off track. So then, like you said, you're freed up to be like, I need to focus on this or what can I do to help make this better because we are off track or things like that. So I think that's really a good point too. So I like it. Yeah. And it, it sounds easy in theory, right? To create these processes and get them documented, put them on paper. Like if you, if this was your job, it would be easy right? But you're also running a business. Yeah. So that's where the rub comes, right? Like you're like, okay, I don't have, you know, the time and energy it takes. Nobody's going to argue with, does it sound good? You know, should we have processes in place? No one's going to be like, no, I don't think that's really beneficial, right? Yes, we should have processes, of course. But why don't we always do it? And part of it is just, it's another potential time suck that you don't have at the moment. You know, maybe you have a huge project going on or some other priority that you need to give your attention to. And so process documentation, which we've experienced over the past year, as Megan discussed, we've been doing this, it falls to the bottom sometimes because while it's really important, we really need to do it. We don't always have the time to make it, you know, a top of the list. And so you really have to take some effort while it can't always be on the top of the list, there are going to be times when you have to move it. You have to make sure at some point there is time put aside to focus on it because it really can make your overall, you know, daily life better over over time. It may not feel like it that day. <laughs> it may not feel like it that week. But you got to prioritize it at some point and make it something that does it, definitely has to get on the list and needs to, to get done. It's so hard to find time. I mean definitely with all my clients, there's so many things going on. And some days we're just trying to get through, right? We're just trying to get things done to make everything work, let alone, oh, why don't we stop and document this process, right? right. It kind of, you know, break your back at that point, where you're like, nope, <laughs> yep. can't do that part. So you have to kind of, you know, make sure your processes are working and find a time and maybe there's certain, you know, maybe your, your business is seasonal and you know, there's a certain time where things are a little quieter and you can be like, Hey, during this time period, we're going to focus on documenting these two areas. You know, you don't want to take on too much and make it so overwhelming because you'll just keep pushing it to the bottom of the list. So you got to kind of break it into pieces and, and just start with one area at a time and, and work through that and, and yeah, slow, steady process is where, you know, it will slowly help you get a little bit better operational 
flow in your, in your business. And then another challenge that can come up that I've seen is as companies grow and start documenting these things, some team members, employees can feel threatened. They almost feel like, well, I'm the only person that knows how to do my job right now. I have job security in that. So if I document this process, are they just going to get rid of me and find somebody else who can come in and pick up this binder? You know, so how do you address this within companies? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to culture a little bit, kind of tone from the top. You know, you, you want to focus about why you're doing it, right? And be open about that. We're doing this because, you know, you're spending your time going through all this and doing that and, you know, talk about, you know, it's really important to have cross training in case you're not available to do this. Also, maybe we want you to be doing other bigger work, more projects, more interesting things that you'd enjoy more or would like to tack on, you know, a little bit if you can free up a half an hour of your week because some of this stuff is a little bit more streamlined and automated a bit. It's not that we're usually trying to take people's jobs. It's usually that we're trying to use everybody to the best of their abilities. So there could be some projects that you could work on that you'd love and you could kind of step out of that normal routine and give, you know, valuable input. So I think you want to make sure that from the top leadership down that you're communicating why we're doing this, because I think that's really important. People need to understand. I think they're kind of gung ho if they're like, oh, we're trying to better this. We're trying to make it, you know, this is for the better of the company overall. We want to improve everything. We want to make things more streamlined. We're trying to, you know, we're doing more and there's other more, you know, more important things we could also be working on if we could free up some of the time that's just used to get something done. So I think it's really important. Again, communication is probably, you know, a thread that runs through everything. If I just call somebody up and say, hey, can you start documenting your processes from A to B and hang up the phone? Like, yeah, I'd be worried too. (laughs) Like, that's not a great way to communicate, you know, why we're doing this. So I think it's it's important to to talk to to people about what's happening, why it's happening, and why you know, everybody is really important, but we need to make sure that the business overall is protected for the long term. Mm -hmm. And I think traction is one of the ways that you could potentially do that too. I mean, buy a copy of traction for your managers or whoever you need to start documenting those processes, because it gives a really good high level view of a company and the operations within a company and how you work together to build something bigger and better. And I think that can help with the understanding behind why too. Yeah. And that goes to a lot of different things because, you know, I'm working with some, some clients now and you really want your team to have more of a business owner mentality than just i I'm here to do my job and go home mentality. And not, not everyone at your company is going to be that way. But if you can get those higher level leadership type people, you know, if you, whoever you might have in a manager type role, if you start to kind of give them that perspective, it makes them think about things differently. We struggle with this when we talk about budgeting. You know, everybody's like, oh, I can just spend whatever. It's not my money, right? Like they don't look at it as their money. So you need to change right. that perspective and say, what if this was your money? Would you buy these things? Would you just spend this money? Would you ask other questions? Some people have a very, you know, in tune to that. Other people don't, you know, so it just depends. But trying to put them in a perspective of not just like, oh, well, there's plenty of money. It's not my money. I don't have to really worry about it. 
and saying, hey, but when I as an owner am making a decision, I'm thinking about whether the business should spend the money. Is it beneficial overall for the company? So you want to put folks in those perspectives. And I think the same thing here, you know, with document and processes and people being worried about job security, like, though the goal isn't to to get you out of your job or to replace you or to not need you anymore. It's more of a overall, we want the company to be more successful and we want you to be part of that. And we need to document these processes because it's what's best for the company. Maybe you might feel a little uncomfortable about that, but we're not, you know, we're not, we're trying to do it from the perspective and the long-term perspective of the business. And so I think trying to step back and, and get those top manager level type people into that same mindset so that they can kind of rally everybody else around the same idea. And they're the top people who are kind of overseeing that. So even if those people, you know, that work with them aren't in that mindset, because like I said, not everybody is, you at least are kind of pulling in more people to think in the perspective of what's What's going to make the business more successful over the next year, two years, five years? Um, And having more support as an owner can only help you with that. So you want to kind of give that owner uh, mentality to more and more people so that they understand. And some people will probably take to that pretty easily. Like, oh, yeah, that's how I was thinking. But other people, you may need to shift kind of their thinking and kind of remind them of why we're doing things for the business and for the overall success of the business. Yeah, no, that's, and that's a great way to sum up the, again, the importance of processes and where we're trying to get to eventually, right. What we're trying to build up to. Yes. All right. So we will go ahead and link those books and resources that we discussed in today's episode in the show notes for this episode, which can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash eight seven. And if you are interested in talking about processes or want to talk to a CFO, we are available. You can book a call right on our website, pjscpas.com forward slash contact, or reach out to us with a phone call, 844-475-7272. We will see you back on track with our regular schedule again now every two weeks. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.